Hey guys, thank you for joining us back again here for Laconic, another episode. We actually have an amazing guest today. We actually have Big Will Harris. The. <laughs> the. Big, the. Will Big Will Harris. <laughs> and of course, Danny is yes. here too. Yes, I am back again as well. Um, so yeah, today guys, we just want to, you know, interview Big Will and um, actually just ask him a couple questions that we have for him and, you know, get to know him a little bit more. Um, I know he has a lot of great things to say and a lot of, uh, you know, he's been a perfect add-on to the podcast. Uh, we really want him Very to... Very straightforward things to say yeah, anyway. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I just, you know, he, he brings it real to you. He's not, you know, sugarcoating anything. He says it how it fucking is and yeah. I appreciate that about him. Um I actually know Big Will. I've known him for a long time, actually, since I was probably 16. We since go, before he was born. <laughs> we go way back. In, um, way back. Way back. And, you know, I I definitely wanted to do this podcast. I know he would just, I, I definitely wanted him to be part of this podcast. And I know he has great things to say. So um, it's an honor. Thanks for coming, sir. Yeah, being absolutely. Being here for us and making absolutely. time for us. And, um, yeah, I mean, Danny, do you have a question? We'll start off with you since Danny has actually... <laughs> Was a huge fan. Yeah, of, well, I mean, I was. Big Will Harris. I'm just saying, when Adam first told me that he, he knew who you were, I was like, what? You know, Will? Like, I was like, that's crazy to me because I knew you competed on the Olympia stage, and I was just uh -huh. like, this is insane to me that you know someone like on a personal level that has done that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he kind of told me more about you and, and uh, like your, the way that you work in the gym and everything, and I was like, just even more amazed. But. Uh, I guess uh, we could probably start with, um, uh, I guess, when you first began deciding that you wanted to get into bodybuilding, what age were you at? Um, <laughs> well, being that I'm over a thousand years old, <laughs> I'm on my seventh soul now, so that makes me 935, somewhere around there. Anyway... <laughs> um, you know, bodybuilding was never the attended plan, mm -hmm. but being half Samoan, it's a part of your plan regardless. I didn't, uh, I didn't seek out to do bodybuilding. It's uh, when you're half Samoan or Samoan period, as you know, Adam, you're yeah. having loose um, friends that uh, you're born to know two things: how to cook a pig underground and lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, I probably started lifting. Uh, weights when I was about 11. Wow, okay. Many centuries ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it goes way back. Yeah. Uh, it goes definitely way back. I know I know you're definitely like, so, you know, obviously I've done my homework on you. I know a little bit about you, like, well, at least what I can find out. Yes, which is not a lot. Not a lot, because Will, does, he is not on any social media. He's a man of mystery. He is, he is yeah. a man of mystery. Hey, I like uh, it. Like, I think yeah. it's cool that he's got that little shroud of mystery. Yeah, yeah you, you have know? to find out and dig. Yeah. You know? No, you, you have, have to, to ask questions. Exactly. Yeah. You know, things <laughs> that people don't do these days. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Because yeah. of the internet bullshit, everybody yeah. has their own, what they think is right, and it's a lot of full of shit, so... Actually, I, I like to stay stealth. Yeah, I mean, and that, and you know, that's actually perfect that we can dive into that. Yeah, that's you know, like the, that's, that's your uncle's way too. Let's, let's dive into it. I mean, I, I know. I, I mean, how do you feel about like the the new era now with the whole internet? I think and it's Instagram? bullshit. Leads through a lot of narcissism. Yeah. yeah, I know that was a big question that Adam wanted to bring up because, uh, it, like, bodybuilding at least in the days when you were competing, like, well, like, here's the thing. Even let's, just so, I mean, let's just. Cut the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Mostly, well, 95% of the bitches on social media ain't worth a flying fuck anyway. They're self-promoting, they're this, they're that, and they're all experts. 
and all of them are full of shit. Whether you're vegan <laughs> or, you know, straight-laced, whatever you want to be, you know, it just leads to a lot of narcissism, which is why the country is in the state it's fucking in right now. Um, when we was coming through, me and my other comrades who battled through this, mm -hmm. um, you had to earn your way. Yeah. And not only that, because of not having social, uh, all the social media and stuff, magazines sought you out. So you could be in Ireland, you could be in Mexico, United States, certain places that these places, because of what you did, sought you out. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to toot your own horn. Yeah. Well, most of these bitches, that's all they do. Mm -hmm. I'm this, I'm that. I'm that. It's like, really ain't got time for that shit. Because mm -hmm. most of you, 95% of them ain't worth a flying fuck. Pardon the French. But yet, yeah, that, that brings up another thing. Is like when your uh, your your specific posing routine on the Olympia stage got a lot of attention for what you did then too. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's yeah. stuff like that that really got bodybuilders notoriety and the hard work they put in. Not to mention. Well, the that. thing is, each time anybody can go up on stage and just pose to music, and it's really fucking quite boring. Mm -hmm. Especially today's bodybuilders can't pose for shit. <laughs> so. When we was coming through, like I said, me and my comrades and ones before me, even mm -hmm. Arnold, we understood that it's a performance. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a performance. The morning show, the prejudging, yeah, that's all you're doing is you're posing. But the evening show is about entertainment. Hell, you used to get people dressed up in suits and really nice freaking wow. clothes out in the audience and actually show up to the Olympia or any other, hell, even the amateur shows, people would show up dressed to kill. Because they know they was coming to a performance. Wow. And yeah, you got your trophies and stuff afterwards because that's, you know, of course you had that afterwards. But you also had the fact that it was like a pageantry to the thing where it's just now, uh, well, it's just not there. Which makes a, you know, that's why it's dying. In, mm -hmm. my, in my opinion, which is why a lot of guys aren't uh, excited. As a matter of fact, it was funny. Uh... Cause you got me talking about this shit now. Uh, one of my friends, uh, good friends, Quincy, um, Quincy, who, uh, <laughs> a good friend of mine, lives in Vegas now. And uh, he called and asked me because, you know, we came up where we enjoyed lifting weights and yeah. we walked around 300 whatever pounds and <clears throat> that's what it was. He actually called me because some... Um, sponsor wanted some younger version of us um, that's big. And I actually had to fucking laugh on, on the phone. I said, those don't exist anymore. They don't, they don't even come fucking close. There's no big guys walking around. Mm -hmm. None whatsoever that are amateur. At one point, you could walk in Gold's Powerhouse back in New York. Beth uh, Francis's gym out there. And at one point, you could walk around, and you couldn't tell who was the pros and who wasn't. Mm. Well, That's how good motherfuckers looked. Well. You blend it, and like, whoa, well, you go to a show, like, okay, flip a coin, because any of these motherfuckers could be pro. Any of these guys could lay down the law, like, okay, when you got guys like Edgar Fletcher, Flex Wheeler, can't stand that fuck, um... <laughs> You had Ronnie, you had, you know, uh, Tom Prince, all these guys up on a rope. It's like, how many guesses? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I was at one show, the USA's, where everybody thought Flex was the main winner, and fuck Mike Matarazzo stepped out of nowhere and whipped everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. After winning his, that's how good he was. Just so you know, he won an amateur show. The following week, he won the USA. He was so goddamn good, they invited him to the Olympia that same year. Wow. That's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even speaking of that, like they even have those like all the categories. Now. We're not like, even gonna go like, into that because yeah, that's 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 I mean, all bullshit. I actually gonna go back to so I listened to your Steve Austin interview about bodybuilders, how yes. they hardly got paid, right? Yeah, like, that was the thing. So like, we're going to Instagram now. Is Instagram paying these like, bodybuilders now? Is that what I it's really doubtful. Yeah, I mean, some of them may get paid a little bit here and there, but mm-hmm. you know, it's never. It was never like it was after Vince McMahon. Bought into the uh, bought the WBF, yeah, mm. into the play, which started actually getting pro bodybuilders paid. They wasn't being pimped out by Weeder. It was actually being heck actual contracts like real um, athletes. And I have to say once again, thank you, Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah. You're a badass. Yeah. You sure did open. I mean, I learned a lot about that. You know, I just always looked at Vince McMahon for like obviously WWE and all that stuff. And it's like, you no, know, he actually opened up like. He, he opened up a lot of doors. Hell, he even opened up uh, doors for football players. He was the one who had the XFL. Oh, I, yeah. I that. I <laughs> so you got to remember that. how many opportunities this man has created for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I totally forgot he didn't do that. So, I mean, so we'll, we just put it straight up forward. Then. I mean, Instagram is just a bad tool for these new bodybuilders. Well, it's, just, it's, it's, just a, really... it's just bad tools, period. Yeah, because then um, they, they can't even, like, you're right, like, I, I've had some people that I try to talk to them, that they're, all this shit on Instagram, oh, this, me, I eat this, and then you go up to a person, and it's like, it's a fucking secret, like, you ask them a question, and they, they can't even conversate with you, they can't even keep a conversation. Well, most of the people, that's all they do is social media, so having this type of conversation will be mute anyway, because they have no social skills. Yeah, when we, we, we talked about that, like, they don't have, like, social skills. Yeah, and, I think so. what, uh, question, one of the big questions I wanted to ask was, uh, you know, people listen to our podcast, we try to motivate them and inspire them in some way, um, and obviously you've done that for many people throughout, you know, your career. I tried. And, um, I feel like, uh, one thing that really struck me is, um, the mindset that you had to be in, uh, on go- stepping on that stage for Olympia. Uh, knowing the competition that you're up against, like in general for everyone, I feel like that's an overwhelming feeling for anyone. And and how do you go into that? Like what's the kind of mindset, the daily place you got to be in to be like, I'm going to go up against all these people and, I've, and I know I can win or I've got a shot against them? Like, Well, I look at it like anything else. Bodybuilding is who shows up that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike a lot of the other guys who competed, I actually played – I don't want to say it that lightly, but I, I played a real sport. Bodybuilding is is like a pastime, like baseball, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so, so my mentality is anybody can get beat in any given day. Yeah. So when I was going on the Olympia stage, I didn't give a shit. But it was Ronnie J. Really didn't matter. I knew that what I could bring to the table, and I knew what I was bringing to the table that day. And I just remember. Um, I remember about that time is that I talked so much shit going into that show. They thought, the judges thought it would be funny. And it was the first time it ever happened where the call out, as far as the lineup when you first come out mm-hmm. onto the Olympia stage, it's usually, the last two is usually 
the Olympian from the past year and the runner-up from the past year. They thought it'd be funny, because I was talking so much shit. They thought it'd be funny to stick me in the middle of the two, thinking I wouldn't hold my own. Oh. And it bit them right in the ass. Because not only was I holding my own, I tore some shit up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and like I, like I told the interview back then, it was like, you know, these guys can be good beat like anybody else. You're human. I'm not. <laughs> so... The, I was just going to say, so you're really, when you were working towards that, it was just like, did you know, like, I'm just going to give it what I've got, I know what I can bring, or was it like you had a specific goal in mind working towards I thought it? about it as if I was playing football. Football. I actually said in one of the, in, in the Olympia interview, um, when we was uh, doing the uh, Meet the Athletes, mm -hmm. I said, well, you know, if this was football... I would consider these guys receivers, and I was Jack Tatum, and I would love to catch him coming across the middle and knock the fuck out. <laughs> so that was my attitude throughout this whole thing, period. Mm -hmm. Throughout my career in competing. So the Olympia stage was just a bigger stage. It wasn't, yeah, it was uh, the cream of the creme, but it wasn't just another stage. Mm -hmm. Just like stepping onto a, a opposing team's football field, it's another field to play on. Mm -hmm. But the level of my expectation never changed. Right, right. Yeah, I know he was uh, talking about, you know, you just mentioned sports. Like what, and you know, I obviously did, like I said, you grew up in South Central. I mean, what, yeah. what, what made you get into sports? Because like, I know for like where I grew up at, like that wasn't about sports. It was about either you're in a gang or you're, you're either going to school. I mean, what, what drove you, what, what got you to the sports part? I mean, I, I don't well, know. I had family members, uh, brothers sports. and stuff that played, which I am not care to mention because yeah. I don't talk to them anymore, but. Um, it was, it just was what I was damn good at, you know, and I was damn good at football. So. No, I mean, I, I don't have to even say anything, but like Samoans, we like, <laughs> was like, they're naturally just boys, <laughs> football players. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's not, not even a question, we don't even go there, but, um, I mean, I always like to ask this, you know, all, all the times I asked, you know, the last per we, couple of interviews, we had David, we asked him, you know, how was, actually, how was it growing up in like South Central? I mean, what would like, what There's was no, the, you know, if you're growing up in it, you don't know that you're in it. Good, good saying. I mean, I, I yeah. You know, you don't yeah. know the outside yeah. part of the planet until you move. Yeah. Good thing about my experience was I was never one to like the like staying in one place at any given time. So I remember actually taking buses and trying to get lost in L.A. Mm. Just to find out where the shit I was. Just, I was just that type of person, kid, and, you know, I'd end up in Pasadena, uh, North, Northridge before it was Northridge, because it was nothing but buying vineyards out there before, <laughs> you know, um, anywhere from downtown, which I love downtown, because downtown was vibrant back, back in the day, but yeah, just, um, and that's how I got to know different places and different people, I just, you know, I, I enjoyed the exploring and understanding my city. Smart. So that, that's I mean I, that's definitely what I did too. So it's like, but once again, if you live it in the mix, you don't know any different. Yeah. You know, I was in the hood, so you know, it's a lot of times where I grew up um, in the jungle. So. Uh, and then at what age you think? Like, I mean, what age you got exposed to like the gang stuff? I um, mean, early age. I mean, that was that's part of that area. So it's not it's not like it wasn't ever around. To give an age. Six. Yeah. I mean, what? 
I know how I got away from the gang, but like, I mean, when you... I was fortunate that uh, some members of um, the group I was with saw my potential and other things, because I probably was the only one that was still in school and doing well Mm -hmm. and playing sports. And they basically said, you don't need this shit. We like that you're here and you're a bad fuck, but (laughs) Jesus, we just, you know, do this and you're not going to be around a long time. How did she or, keep that mindset, though? I mean, to actually be part of this gang and, like, go to school still. And I mean, I... I it's like I putting right it's now. like putting on a different pair of clothes every day. Okay. You know, it's not a big deal. Just like when the... You know, when back in... We got the first taste of when the drugs was heavy in LA. Like, when cocaine became alive. Mm-hmm. I was a part of that whole change-up. And just knowing how to understand how society worked. I mean, hell... I have a, I knew that driving a fancy car and having no job <laughs> <laughs> would spell trouble. So what I did, I got a, up on Hollywood Boulevard, dressed like Prince, like a motherfucker. <laughs> I was punk rocked out in one life, and that's what people knew me as. Somebody worked in a punk rock shop on Hollywood Boulevard and Palms. <laughs> and, um... Uh, and a, and the shape and the place was called the punk rock shop and I worked there and then when I got out changed clothes back to Big Will you know just T and uh, would drive you know, <laughs> I would drive purposely a, a beat up Datsun two ten but if you wow. looked under the hood if you looked under the hood it was a brand new fucking car but to keep the low profile hey hey wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, talk about <laughs> incognito there. Yeah, no, talk, I mean, it, it explains that all. Yeah. He, he doesn't show anything on social media. That's he, it's nobody's fucking business. Look, yeah. they ask me a question, I actually yeah, let them in the door. Yeah, I mean that's that's how it should be, right? I mean, because I, I, you know, yeah, that's crazy to me. Like to be able to have them like you actually walking away from like you know the gang and stuff, and them actually seeing potential in you and seeing like school. Like, were you like, do you actually enjoy school? Like going to school? Yeah, it was it was a means to an end, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, met some good people, mm-hmm. had a good time. Yeah, had a good time. <laughs> we had he had a good question about your your uh, oh, yeah, studies yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually saw that you uh, you you got a degree in sociology and biochemistry. Yes. What what made you get that degree in those? I wanted things? to blow up the planet, <laughs> and I wanted to feel good about the people I was trying to destroy. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, I, you know, that's what happens uh, when you watch Martin the Martian want to oh blow up the earth. So, <laughs> sounded like a good plan to me. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that was a good. One. Uh, but I mean, uh, getting, I mean. Biochemistry, it's like I know sociology is a yeah. study because I did sociology. Yeah, and I love that one. Sociology, and I was like, just learning about culture. Like, that's hard, like, It was something I was fascinated in, and yeah. was like, wow, this is it. Just interested me. Oh shit, ton. Wow. I don't know why it just it just clicked. It made mm-hmm. sense to me. And you know what's different about and funny, like the, everybody else. Yeah. I started off as a poli sci, and I just couldn't stand the law shit. So. Uh. I said, this doesn't make fucking sense to me. And half the yeah. guys I know are criminals anyway, so. I'm you know what's funny about that? It's like, you're, expo- you're, you're exposed to that stuff. As, like, I was exposed to being 
seeing cops all the time. That's all we know. Yeah. So you, I went in as a criminal justice major because that's, mm-hmm. that's all I saw in my neighborhood was cops. I want to be a cop. You never. Everybody want to be a policeman. You know, laws. Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. yeah. No. So you just want to be. I mean, also too, I think it's crazy. Is like. And fo- normally, people with the scholarships in football, they don't go there for school. They just go there and just play sports. Like One of the first things when I went to my schools that I did, um, when I was on recruiting trips, I didn't give a shit about they wanted to show me this or uh, let's go out and party. I said, show me a library, show me the field, show me the f- facilities, and show me where the hell I'm living. I never drank, never, you know. Did anything else what I, besides what I need for the sport mm-hmm. or what I'm doing now. But as of anything else, you know, you can't thrill me with taking me to a fucking tea bar or drinks and shit like that. I, that's that's so beyond me. And it always has been. I could give a shit. Mm-hmm. I never fell into the traps of, hey, let's go. Yeah, no. Well, dedicated. Yeah. Always has been dedicated. That's always been self-aware. Yeah, mm, and growing up the way you you did and, yeah. and uh, the way I did, it's like you see certain elements around you, and, and you, I just told myself I don't want to be a part of that. Or you don't want to look like that person. Yeah. Oh, I don't not want to yeah. look like him, but I yeah. don't want to be in that state of mind. I never, it never fascinated me to be out of my own head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people getting high and shit, which I never think I can't fucking stand, but. I never understood the fascination of being out of your own head. I would think you would want to be in it all the time. So it's never been a fascination to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, I've had, you know, colds and flus like everybody else has. And that pisses me off because sometimes you can't think straight. And I just, I never liked that feeling of being out of it. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I mean, that's a common theme between both of you guys. You brought it up. That's a good point. How you both, I mentioned that when I did my actually interview of Adam, I was just like, you guys, you specifically seemed like really self-aware and you brought that up again. That's a good point. It's like you both at one point knew like, hey, I need something different. I want to be above this or I know I can achieve better than this. And and it was just like that self-aware moment. So it's cool to hear you kind of bring that back around for everyone too. Now, yeah, as, far as, as far as uh, now, of course, you're a very well-known trainer. Um, do you feel like uh, that has been more rewarding to you than... Uh... I like giving back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. If anybody knows me or anybody has been in my circle, uh, I like to think I was a good guy. I like to think that uh, I give a lot of myself and my time and mm-hmm. to help those who might be in serious need, but not just those who are in need, those who are willing to work Yeah. and show me that they're getting the help I'm giving is deserved, right? And as well perceived. Um, so it's rewarding to me because also because I get to pick and choose who the hell I train. Yeah, you know, I like that. It's like that. And yeah, so yeah. I I believe in exclusivity as far as that's concerned because yeah, could I go out and just train anybody and make money? Sure, but that's that's not what it's about for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I don't like you, I'm not training you. Right. I like that. If I don't like the way our personalities clash, I'm not training you. You know, it's it's not, you know, you. That's why I do what we're doing here. When we, when I, before I train somebody, I will sit down and talk to them and say, "Hey, this is the program. 
what do you think? And just by them answering in certain ways, be like, yeah, no, that ain't gonna work. Or well, sure, let's let's play. Yeah, because everyone else is just doing for the money. I mean, some people are just like, it's just our money. So yeah, yeah, well, you could tell. Yeah. As well, when you walk into the gym and see who's doing what, and how they're paying attention, or you know, anything. It's it's just a matter of how their clients even look. You know. Also, I'm one to fire clients. Wow. If you're not doing what I need you to do, you're not making the progress I need you to make. That's a uh, that's a sign on me. You gotta go. Mm -hmm. So you actually like to keep someone accountable and everything. Like Absolutely. Because I know some trainers are just like give you this, and then they're like, I don't know, I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, 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 like, no. I I, I get my money from you. you yeah, know, no, like I ask. I'll ask, and you know, I have those who I understand like that have dead bonds and they want to keep it, but we that's <laughs> that's established. Yeah, that's established. That's that's just what you want. That's cool because we get along anyway. Yeah. We mm -hmm. get along as a friend and cool uh, cooperation. So that's cool. But, you know, and then those who, and this is another thing that is established on the interview is like, okay, where do you want to do? Where do you see yourself and what are we trying to accomplish? Mm -hmm. I just wanted somewhere to come in and train. And I, I respect the shit out of it. Okay, yeah. let's do yeah. it. Yeah. How would it, what if you got somebody that was like, I just, you know, I want to get trained, but, you know, I really think you have a lot of great things to teach me and I just want to learn from you. It's like, will you take someone like that? that it depends just, on the attitude. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, do like, you get a lot of people that where you get to, like, instill some of that uh, showmanship and, like, finessing for people that are competing that you can kind of, because I feel like there are some, it's very rare, but there are some nowadays that still care a lot about their routines and stuff. Yeah, well, those who care will ask me. Those who won't, won't. <laughs> you know, yeah. any guys I get ready for a show, they, they've they actually gone on stage and looked like they've been there over 10 years because I take that much time. Nice, yeah. That's yeah. good. I know he's really big about, like, bringing up the best, like, packages and stuff and, like, people. And, and like, I know in the past we've talked about, like, you bother to go ask someone something it's like a fucking secret and like i feel like yeah. you you're like the complete like opposite you're like yeah I'll, I'll tell you like i don't care you know like i'm that's just who i'm here for that well not only that you know it's up to the individual to follow you know right. you can tell somebody how to do exercise like people come and ask me all the time or sometimes and uh i'll tell them and <laughs> i'll watch them and if they follow cool if they don't next time i ask them like yeah no nah, you, you're good you you know better so mm. yeah. But those who want to take instruction, uh, what, and it's most of the time it's free, you know, um, unless I'm going down that detail with you, but it's easy to come ask the question. I think today, because of that bullshit social media, people don't ask enough questions because mm -hmm. yeah. everybody's a know-it-all. So uh, yeah. to watch somebody in the gym, like, you know, some of these guys do the shit they do, it's like, that's bullshit, but you know, whatever. No, no, that, I know when we worked out, like, you corrected, you were like, another thing, too, where I noticed about you is, like, I know you don't like people wearing headphones and... Oh, I would whip somebody's like, ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that that's, yeah, like, the biggest... He was, we telling, talked about he was that, telling me about, like, like, I had a trainer uh, take me to Gold's Gym Venice, like, a few years ago, yeah. and uh, I was my first time working out there, and when I was working out there, for the most part, like, everyone was... Everyone knew everyone. At least mm. when I went there, mm. everyone was like coming up to us. They knew my trainer and they were, um, you know, it just felt like a different vibe. And I almost felt like more pumped than I normally was just being there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and he was saying now it's like everyone's got, like LA Fitness, like everyone's got mm. headphones in. Well, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like, especially if you, I, if you're training 
as an individual, fine, whatever. Yeah. They, they've been around since the 60s, 70s, big-ass headphones. I've seen them go from here in the 70s <laughs> to the tiny ones in the 80s and 90s, and then back to these huge-ass bowls. Things like, dude, I could have just kept my 70 ones. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, so, for you, it's about... If you respect. Train, if you, if, yeah, but if you train... So, if you train if you train it alone, then you're okay with it. Yeah. Like, but if you're... Tra- obviously, we're training with someone that's so rude to have, like... Because they know you're not uh, I attention. will whip somebody ass. Somebody tried that with me before. Like, yeah. dude, I will walk away from your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you're listening to. No fucking way would you ever put on headphones while we're training. Yeah, it's like... It's like the rudest... I've had... I've had clients ask to put on headphones while they're training. I said, fuck no. Wow. I tell you what. You go put them on... I'll be over here. Let me know when you're done. I like that. I mean, that's the whole point of going with a training partner, right? It's not to fucking put your headphones on. I mean, when we used to yep. go, it was always about you have to pay attention. Because, like, one little mistake, that fucking person's injured and you didn't even pay attention. Uh, but just to kind of the add on to what you were talking to you about being self-aware, um, I feel like for the listeners, too, just trying to, like, you know, maybe they're not uh, – they're not – coming from a bodybuilding perspective or you know the gym perspective maybe they're coming with like business or something but the what i guess is the best advice you can give because you put in a lot of hard work more than most people ever will in what you were doing in your life and i feel like that takes a special kind of person and there's a lot of people out there trying to do the same thing maybe not in bodybuilding but in some other aspect what do you feel like was the key thing that drove you all the time? Was it always just trying to better yourself? Or were Stay you true by to other oneself. Drinks here to oneself. You know, you will have a lot of distractions and a lot of bullshit out there these days heading your way. Mm-hmm. Stay to yourself. Stay, stay true to yourself, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got good friends around you, they should be able to help you guide that as well. And if you're stepping out of line, they should, if they're good friends, they're going to tell you you're stepping out of line, get back to yourself. Mm-hmm. But that's the best thing I can tell someone. And I, as for people hiring coaches, find find somebody who's like yourself, someone who's that driven and someone who's going to actually take the time and listen to what the hell you got to say. And they have something that's good to say right back. I like that you brought in the academy coach and stuff. Like, not a lot of people... They think that's like a waste of time. Or well, that's because same. social media has taught yeah. them that There's bullshit. Yeah. Well, no, they just showed them that, you know, it, what social media has done is give people a platform to be really fucking stupid. And mm-hmm. um, most of the, like I said, 95% of the people on there should not be have a platform, nor should they be given advice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's true. I mean, it's, it is, social media has definitely has put in a toll on people and stuff in that and. In the industry, uh, anyway. In the industry and stuff. And I mean, hell, look what it did to our fucking president. Well, I think we can go with that topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there because I don't talk, talk politics, uh, but, you know, that, yeah. that was a fucking mess, shit show, so. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's, um, you know, I, honestly, I respect a lot about, you know, it's just funny to me, like, how anyone, like, for myself, like, growing up where I grew up at, and, like, at the end of the day, we get out of this shit. And, like, we always try to find a way to give back in some way. Like, our knowledge, our, like, our advice to somebody. Because we've we seen the shit. And, like, yeah. we just want to, you know, we want to be able to. And I see that. And, I, and I, I'm just, like, my own thing is, like, I always wanted to ask this to people. And I love asking. It's like, what's, like, well, I mean, what's your purpose in life? Like, what, what do you want to leave now, like, behind now? Like, whenever you know it's time for you to hang it up. And so we have multiple lives here. I think I have, like, 
11 lives myself. I never left. Stuff, I right? got dropped off on this fucking planet with dinosaurs. And, <laughs> oh, I've been trying to get the fuck off this planet. I just can't remember where I parked the ship. <laughs> uh, I love it. I mean, what's... What's next for freaking the big fucking world? And you know, it's always like, you know, it's always something new, um, but it's something that I will do my way. Mm -hmm. um, right now, uh, during this pandemic and all that, you know, although we're steadily coming out of it, um, nothing's for certain. Uh, so until that's completely over and done with, I'm just at a standstill. But you know, I that doesn't mean I'm not making moves. Mm -hmm. um, there's always progress to be done, and it's you know once again it's a stealth um, yeah. exercise. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that's one of the things I always said about you is like when you've just researched anything at all, like how you've decided what you want to do something, and then you come back like better than better than before. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so and yeah. I feel like that's a huge that was a huge reason for me why I felt like. Uh, people have always been inspired and motivated by you, and so I felt like that'd be a great thing to kind of share with our audience because I know a lot of people, I'm sure, are a lot of guys. You know, they rush, they rush, and they forget about the life goes on after the competing days are over, if they're ever over, because mm -hmm. they don't have to be. Right. Literally, they really don't have to be. But most of the guys these days don't look at longevity mm -hmm. one thing about the guys that i came in with or guys before me you know competed a long long time it was about a, and a, i mean look at robbie robinson man still can step on fucking stage mm -hmm. 70 something years old he looks fucking outstanding mm -hmm. and you know it's like that's the type of thing that we came through looking at where most of these guys are only looking at the here and now and they're fucking themselves up so bad mm -hmm. that there will not be a hereafter Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think the majority of guys these days do not like what they do. I think it's something that they've chosen to do, but they don't like competing. They don't like bodybuilding, which well, is why a lot of them you see over the last, I will say, 10 years, a lot of them have lit up and then fade. Yeah. And you don't hear from them anymore because it's not, they don't love it coming in. Right. I, I look the way I do too. now because I've always loved being in the gym. I love the smell of weights. Mm -hmm. You know, if I, you know, I, it was it brings up a, <laughs> yeah, I love weights. Um, it brings <laughs> up a, a, a story because I remember a lot of the guys when we was coming would love to watch Pumping Iron before a show. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get pumped. I'm gonna watch Pumping Iron. <laughs> like, and I never understood why, because I never got any fascination out of it. First of all, it's all humans, and I figured all humans can be destroyed. I was never fascinated about bodybuilding, by the way. Mm -hmm. When I wanted to grow up, I wanted to be a fucking mutant. I wanted to be the thing from the Fantastic Four, because that was much beyond human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I knew I could beat anything human. And uh, I remember people used to tell me this, how they, you know, even my cousin, uh, Damon, and bless him, and my two nephews, love him to death. Tracy, hello. Um, they used to watch Bumpy and I getting ready for a show, and they people used to ask me, what do you watch? I said, I watch Conan. Conan. <laughs> especially awesome. for the And especially for the beginning of what the dad says to Conan. He says, no one in this world can you trust. Mm. 
not men, not women, not beast. And then he puts the fucking sword up. This you can trust. The riddle of still, and I lived through that fucking day still by that same rule. Wow. Hey, that's because so nothing in the fucking nothing can hurt you in that gym unless you hurt yourself. Right. The riddle of still, baby. Wow. That's some deep hey. shit right there. I don't know how you can top that. that. I know that was some good stuff, man. <laughs> shit. Wow. That's well, something. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely wanted to, to thank you for your time. Uh, we're coming up here on our, our uh, time frame here. But, again, appreciate, uh, you know, you being here and, and sharing with us. Some uh, of your I appreciate the call. Experience. You know, not a lot of people want to hear real shit these days. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, everybody want to hear the fake news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's true though, like but like you mentioned, like you just named off like you know all these greats like Mike Matarazzo, like all these people. It's like I don't know anyone current day that like I could name off that has that same like you Panage. name off that like a Jay Cutler or anything that you name off. And I know Showmanship. Exactly. Yeah, so it's true. Like it's it's when he says they the last fame, one they actually got rid of yeah. and they made him leave the stage was Kai Green. Oh yeah, yeah. Kai yeah. Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know you just forgot about him. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't give him a shot. I actually liked him. We did, no, we no, I, you, I, I think Kai, Kai is like, fucking great. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. I, mean, I, he's should, I great, think he should have won and he's, multiple He's a great showman. He's a great yeah, showman. I like him a lot, actually. I met him. I and, uh, like, he's no, no, he, you know, yeah, he should have beat Dickhead a long time yeah, ago. I know but, you know, it's have, like I mean, it was his documentary thing. Somebody no, he's, he was one that was forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. And I and actually... That was your last showman. Yeah. After I left, Kai was your last showman. Are you done completely? I'm never it? done. So you never you're good. Like, so like I'm this. never He's done. He's always coming. You know, so you'll tricks. never have to say, don't call it a comeback, because I never left. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> no, he's, uh, I mean, man, it's, it's just crazy, though, like, all the stuff that you, like, I just love the shit that you, like, you live by. I mean, you really are just tunnel vision. It's a code. And it's just what it is. I mean... It's a DNA code. Yeah. Like, you're either born with that shit or not. Well, I don't think any of my siblings are born with it, but, I, you know, I'm not from here. So, once again, <laughs> the human race is a fucking fantasy to me. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I just think this, everything about... Like, you would have... And that's the truth. Like, people wouldn't even know this about about you if they didn't fucking ask you. No. No yeah. one knows this. They just know that you just compete and that's all. But it's like, no, and all these other people, they really don't have a story to tell. You do. Yeah. Like, you do well, have There's a story much more behind the iron curtain. Yeah, like, there's like, you oh. actually have to <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, shoot. I think it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, thanks again, guys, for, uh, tuning into this episode. We want to thank again, uh, Will Harris for being on and thank sharing. You, gentlemen. Uh, sharing his Thanks experience with us. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want, of course, this episode, a video version of it is going to be on YouTube, on our channel. Um, and then, of course, we'll have our regular episode out um, on subscribe to us on any of the podcast platforms you've got, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, it's going to be there. And then you can also follow us on Instagram and uh, on Twitter, too. And i got to give a big shout to all my other guys that have interviewed me. Uh, uh, Mad Max. You know, we've had plenty of great fucking interviews on and off the camera. Um, you believed in me when a lot of people didn't for the Olympia and all that shit. I remember we all, you guys had a bet and that was fucking awesome. Steve Austin, my main man, 
we still got to go deer hunting. I know you lost, you sold one of your ranches down in Texas, but you know, Big Will is all ready to, ready to go have sushi and go deer hunting with you. <laughs> and um, Matt West. That's a funny When the up. hell is the PBR coming back? Uh, pro bull riding. I always go to the show whenever. <laughs> I, I always, you know, I always come to. I always go to the show and hang out with my boys when they come to town, and whether they're in Anaheim or downtown LA. So, blessings to all you guys, man. Uh, I love you guys sincerely. All you guys have been top notch. Tom Prince, you've always been a number one ace to me. So, yeah, kudos. Yeah, and if anyone wants to, how can they find you? I mean, not social media. Walk in the door of gold. There you go. Yeah, and ask for the and ask for Big Will. Ask for Big Will at Gold's Gym Best. There you go. (laughs) And they'll somebody will know how to reach me. (laughs) They may even have to send a bat signal out, but they'll reach me. If not, you can contact me. I'll, 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 you know. I won't guarantee you a spot with Linda. But <laughs> he can point you in the right yeah, direction. I'll put you in the right direction. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Absolutely.